Hello, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucketless Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, all of you beautiful people tuning in right now to Craft Beer Bucket List. I am Big Ray. I am one of two hosts on the other side of the table. Via the internet, I have Mike. Mike, I feel like we've done this before a time or two, but uh, I'm still equally excited as I was our first episode several years ago. It's just, it never gets old. You know, uh, what episode are we on? Is it 86? No, oh, 86, 87. You know, I don't know. Uh, I probably should, but I've got so many yeah. of these things stacked up and I've got a couple on deck yet. And uh, I actually, I started editing another one last night. I'm going to wrap it up after we finish recording this episode and get it posted. That was actually for the Arkansas Beer Cast. I think that's our yeah. ninth episode um, for our, our sister project. So always, always a lot of audio, man. Uh, floating around it's a beautiful thing right and you know what i what i've enjoyed as we get closer is we're getting closer to rounding out the the end of this season if you will um and as we do we're getting into some different beers for the holiday season so i can kind of see that transition happening in my beer fridge from you know the the october fest pumpkin beers And, and as i was picking out some beers for tonight i looked in there and i was pretty darn happy uh, you know, I've got several stouts, barrel aged stouts, stuff like that. And, um, I'm pretty pumped. Um, but anyway, and I'm also pumped for tonight, man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of give us a little teaser on who our special guest is and our, and all that, but, um, I'm pumped to get going. Absolutely. So we, we do have a, a friend from uh, Tennessee with us. Um, a longtime listener of the podcast, a uh, member of the, the beer community. Now I'm actually uh, grow some hops. So very cool. We'll get some information there, which I'm super, super excited about. But before we dive into that, we've got to bring up our sticker sponsors. We have two for this episode. We have Ghost Note Brewing out of Dripping Springs, Texas. And we have Firebase Brewing out of Temple, Texas. So same gig as every other episode. Send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Say, hey, I want these stickers. And uh, we will randomly select winners. Uh, mind you, they go quickly. So seven days within the release date of this podcast, send us that message on social media. And Mike will send you some stickers, again, from Ghost Note Brewing out of Dripping Springs, Texas, and Firebase Brewing out of Temple, Texas. And you can find them on social media across all the platforms at Ghost Note Brewing and at Firebase Brewing Company. So thank you uh, to both these awesome breweries in Texas for providing us with these stickers to give to our listeners. And also, I want to welcome Eric on, so you can find him on the social medias as well, and I'll let him talk about that here in just a second. Uh, but we got Eric Landis, the owner of Tipsy Mule Hops out of Columbia, Tennessee. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be on. So I also, you know, um, have the great honor of introducing our beers. You know, I, I, I like, you know, I like having guests on, but I also like having beers. You know, it's, it's, it's also a great part of the podcast. It's, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. So uh, we're each going to have a couple different beers tonight. Um, and so uh, we're going to try a variety of things here. Um, so Eric's going to have um, a couple different ones local to him. Bed Idea Brewing. Uh, he's going to try the Wet Hop Colombian Summer and Harding House Brewing uh, Place of Origin. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about those when we get there. Ray, you're going to have the Tups Full Grown Scallywag. And the Duclaw mm. Pastryarchy Oatmeal Cream, um, which both of those are pretty darn good. And then I'll be having Atlantic Thunder Hole Ale and Pontoons Seminut Cookie. Um, so we got some some variety here. Um, so what I think what we need to do first is have you guys open your beers, and then we'll we're gonna like get to know Eric a little bit more. I'm good with that. Yeah. So who wants Sounds to open good. their beer first? Let Thank me. You. Yeah, the Let guest. Me. Okay, here we go. This is the uh, Wet Hot Colombian Summer from Bad Idea Brewing. And some ended up on the keyboard, but that's okay. Sounded good, <laughs> That's though. part of the yeah. deal. I keep a roll of paper towels <laughs> at my desk just for that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ray. Let's see if you can beat it. Here we go. Do my darndest. Sorry, Ray. Eric wins. Uh, that's fine. 
Yeah. And Mike, good. what have you got? I like well, I, mine's in a bottle, so I don't get oh, to compete. Oh, Mike, that's so, right. Yeah, Mike's third, a long third place. Time. Yeah, I, I'll take third place. I mean, yeah, we'll just... So, um, Eric, um, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you right in the middle, mid swig there. Um, so, tell <laughs> us a little bit about Tipsy Mule Hops. I will. Uh, so, I started <clears throat> just kind of on a fluke about five years ago, planting six hop plants. I got the rhizomes out of Oregon from Fresh Hops in Oregon and thought, you know, I may as well try growing some hops. We have some acres here, uh, see how it goes. And so the first year, the plants grew well. The six plants that I had grew well to about, you know, 12 feet high, and I got some hops off of them. And so kind of my mantra was, is there anything stopping me? And there was nothing stopping me at that point. So then the next year, I ordered more rhizomes. And I think I went up to about 150 plants that second year. And I had nuggets uh, and cascades that second year. And then I expanded after that into Chinooks. And then beyond that, I went to cashmere's and I tried some other uh, sort of test varieties beyond that. So it's been about five years altogether that I've been growing hops. And now I'm providing hops to a couple of breweries that we're going to talk about as well as a uh, Tennessee or a Nashville area home brew store. Uh, so, yeah, it's been good. It's been a good good trip, so to speak. Yeah, that's, that's kind of awesome. I, I love the idea of, you know, farm to market, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, local breweries and the home brewery store, you know, having product from you grown right in Tennessee and the locals can use. And, and I just think right. that's fantastic. Uh, I'd love to support local. That's a big thing for us on Craft Beer Bucket List. And to have somebody on that's totally doing that and you're getting the love from the local, it's just like, it's so odd. Right. I can just go on and on, but I absolutely love it. It is. And I can't, I can't supply the demand at this point. After this year, when I provided all the hops I had to the two breweries and the home brew store, uh, I had other breweries in the area, in the Nashville area, contacting me, asking for hops. So demand, wow. demand exceeded supply. You know, that's so. a good problem to have. It, it is, yeah. It's better than the other way around. Right? <laughs> no, absolutely right, yeah. yeah. It is. So. Is one of the breweries that you worked with this Bad Idea Brewing? Yes. that's the first, I worked with them last year. That was the first brewery I worked with last year. I provided them with Chinooks, and they did the Wet Hop, uh, Wet Hop Columbian Summer Number 1 with the uh, Chinook hops last year. And then this year, the one I'm drinking now is the Wet Hop Columbian summer number two with cashmere hops and so um and this is a blonde ale correct it is yep that's right so, so tell us a, a little bit about what you're drinking there uh, how it tastes um give us uh, a short review you know one of the things i noticed mike is that it the first thing is the aroma of it uh, i can really smell the hops in this beer uh, the cashmere hops and as i often say your nose is your passport to your mouth so to speak, you know, 80% of your taste is through your nose. So this really comes out well, this beer. Uh, <clears throat> Ray, what about yours over there? We'll, we'll let Eric have a drink or two while you're talking about your beer. Absolutely. So this is uh, one I have had before. I've had several of these, and I'm like, dude, I have to bring this on the podcast. The, uh, man, this stout. I mean, for me, this is stout season. I, I, drink, I drink some year-round, but really when it starts to cool off, is when I go full bore on these. Uh, this is an imperial stout brewed with coconut and vanilla. And this is like drinking uh, Christmas heaven for me. Um, it's not that spice type beer that you'd expect, you know, this time of year. It's obviously just a stout. But, dude, the flavor is so good. Uh, it is so creamy and smooth. I really love the mouthfeel. Uh, medium to full-bodied beer. Um, but, man, it's got... I don't know how to describe the, the coconutty ness of the I don't, I don't think coconuttiness is really a word but i'm gonna say it um i just took another quick drink to try to, to I, I need to let it sit in my mouth a little bit longer to really get it but overall like the alcohol this is an imperial stout so we know the abv is dialed up a bit it's not boozy at all when you drink it which is or when i'm drinking it anyway it's fantastic and uh, the, the chocolate in this uh this feels more like a european dark chocolate um, just to be a little more specific, um, this doesn't feel like some of the more Americanized chocolates that we get here. 
I feel like they used something uh, with a more quality cacao in it, maybe, or maybe uh, just have that dialed up a bit, some less sugar um, added, so you get more of the, the, the chocolate bitterness, if you will, but it shines through wonderfully. Uh, I could just go on and on about this. I, I love this so much, man. Uh, it's it's just really good. I'll just For the listeners out there that just like to hear about beer, this is really good. If you see it on the shelf, just go buy it. Um, this is not a paid endorsement from Tufts at all. I'm just a big fan of their brewery, and I really, really like this beer. So I can I can dive into a few more details later on, but this is uh, just like, dude, so good. So we went from uh, Bad Idea, which is there in Columbia, Tennessee, to Tupps, which is in McKinney, Texas, and my beer is out of Bar Harbor, Maine, Atlantic Brewing, uh, the Thunderhole L, and it says the assertive nut brown l on it um so i'm gonna be nice and in uh, a little bit scathing in my review this this drinks really smooth and really easy um it's got a it's 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 got a light bready nutty uh smell to it uh very light and the taste kind of follows that nose it you know it's got a, the, the lightly sweet lightly malty taste um, you get a little bit of that, um, a little bit of pecan to me in, in the back. Its body is very thin, very light body and very mild carbonation. So I think it drinks really well. However, if you're telling me it's assertive nut brown L, that is not what I'm getting. You know, I wouldn't call that assertive. Um, so I, I like it a lot. Um, I think it tastes great and I think it drinks easy. Um, I just want to call it an assertive nut brown L. So that's interesting to me. But, you know, it drinks good I'm with and you it tastes that. good. It, so. If you're going to put it on the label, it needs to follow suit with what's on the label. We talk right. about that on here so much. Like, I would like it more if it you put the right description on the can. Like, don't say it's a watermelon sour if it doesn't really have a lot of watermelon flavor. That bugs me. Yeah. So I, I got to go back. I got to go back to Eric, though. So something that he mentioned is that if if I'm right, as you said, it's cashmere hops is in the, uh, well, Colombian. So, so how did you, how did you decide on the cashmere as being one of your first crops? Well, part of it is where I am in Tennessee. So it's not really a hop growing region, as you know, that's usually Washington state, Oregon state, you know, Michigan, et cetera, New York. And so I'm looking for varieties that I think will be successful here for growing here. So that's one of the things. And then I do go to the uh, brewers and I sort of give them a list. Here's the things I think will grow, the varieties I think will grow. Rate them one through whatever. And then they'll rate them. And then I take all of that and I say, okay, we're going to try cashmere. And this year the cashmere did fantastic as far as the yield and the quality. I, I know I can improve on the quality even more each year, but it was really a good crop, the cashmere's was. So that worked out well on the cashmere's. And, and things, something I've heard is that, um, you know, hops need good drainage. Is that is that Yes, right? they do, they do. And I don't have the best, to be honest with you, but they, they like water, but they don't like uh, still water, so to speak, right? Stagnant right. water. And they don't like rain, but they like 16 to 17 gallons of water a week per plant. Do you do any sure. irrigation for that? I do. I do drip, okay. yeah, drip irrigation on all the plants. Okay. Yep. That makes That's sense. Right. All right. So, so I got to ask you, do you grow these indoors or out? Out. Outdoors. Okay. Grow them outdoors. So I have a, my yard has 18 foot high poles with cables across them and then twine down to the plants. And so then the plants will grow up to twine to 18 feet. And how big is your hop yard overall? Just a half a, half an acre, five hundred plants. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, it's crazy because people think half an acre, eh, but when you got five hundred oh, plants climbing up the vine, you yeah, know, the vine, it's it's a lot. it's quite a bit of work too. I mean, if you, I mean, for someone like me, it's you know myself, uh, you know, my wife will help out or family will help out from time to time. In the middle of summer, you're still looking at forty hours a week of work in the hop yard during the yeah. growing season. So it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And, and so, um, how, the, 
did they decide to go with the blonde or was that something that you knew they were looking for a blonde and decided to go with the cashmere? They decided. Um, they they decided? decided. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so I, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, well, I, I'd like to get more into that with with the brewers say, OK, yeah. so let's let's plan it out from, you know, what I'm planting or what I'm growing to what you want to brew, whether it's going to be a seasonal or, you know, porter or something like that. I want to get more along those lines. But for right now, I've just basically grow the hops, be the farmer and grow the hops yeah. and get them to the market. Right? Get them to the brewer. And uh, so and, and because I, I've never been to Bad Idea Brewing, uh, has this been a, the number one and the number two been pretty popular beer for them, it seems? Yeah, it seems like it. And they're selling it also in uh, a couple of uh, uh, tap rooms as yeah. well. So, yeah, it's been a popular beer. And so just to remind everybody, you can look up uh, Bad Idea Brewing. Uh, on It's badideabrewing.com, but also it's Bad Idea Brewing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's check a, them out. Yeah, it's a great brewery. And they have a courtyard. And I took some plants there, actually, this last year, a couple of hop plants, and planted them in the courtyard. And they did well there. So it's kind of nice for people who are coming and having a beer to see what a hop plant looks like. No, oh, no doubt. I think it's also a cool aesthetic. You know, yeah, as well, right, right. That's what Zach, Zach, who's the brewmaster, bad idea. That's what he thinks. Like, it's a great idea, right? Have some hot Ray, Ray uh, on your scallywag. You know, the other day I had barrel aged, full grown Jack. So it's the pumpkin version of this beer, and then they barrel aged it. Um, and I want to say it was like thirteen percent beer, thirteen percent or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Uh, only took one, and I don't remember what it was. So. Uh, it was pretty oh, good. Um, any any final thoughts on this before we have to move on? Yeah, so a couple of things. I, you know, I did mention before. I mean, it's twelve point one percent ABV, so which is to be expected for an imperial. Uh, but again, it's like this is just so smooth and creamy. The mouthfeel is fantastic in this. I feel like it's got a, a little extra lactose added uh, to make it smooth. And I could be wrong, but it's just like, oh man, it's just clean i mean the carbonation here is on point again huge cock cock coconut coconut if i could talk that'd be awesome you, you think at this point i podcasted enough yeah. i should just be able to say words ugh <laughs> but no the vanilla really really shines through that coconuts there it, it's exactly what it says on the can and again i love that so tops y'all did a great job with that i really like it and even the can art on this it's called the full-grown scallywag, and wouldn't you know, there's a big old pirate-looking dude right on the front of this, and it looks like he's got some wheat coming out his beard. He's got a couple little medallions. Uh, he's got an eye patch. Uh, he's got an earring. He's got a couple little skulls for decorations here, and it's like this is a guy I want to sit down and share a beer with because homeboy's got some stories. Uh, we could we can just, you know share a few laughs and uh, just have a good time, drink some stouts. Or whatever this guy says to drink, I'm just going to drink. I ain't arguing with the dude rocking a beard like that. I'm just not. You know, they did a great job with him on the can art in uh, Tups. It, it fits their theme, overall black can. You know, it says Tups Brewery across the top with the state of Texas just showing there. But this is a uh, fantastic man. And it's, so uh, it's tupsbrewery.com and uh, Tups Brewery at all the social media stuff. We've, we've had a few of their beers on here. They do good IPAs and they do great stouts. So, um, no, absolutely. And, and they're, they're easily accessible to a lot of folks in our area. Sure. Um, and, we, and we visited this brewery a couple of times ourselves, Mike. Usually yeah. we go down to the, the Dallas area. We visit, you know, smoke sessions, barbecue, definitely yeah. a paid plug season, you know, season three sponsor. Shout out to Chad yeah. smoke sessions, barbecue, get that barbecue yeah. burrito on Wednesdays. Stop by Tup's. Get a full-grown scallywag. Oh, man, we did that. You do not want to get a full-grown scallywag. So, Eric, we're usually down there in, like, mid-July yeah. to mid-August in that time frame. Uh, for, yeah, and then and so Tups is the one we, you know, it's just a giant warehouse, and they got all the doors open and their fans going. It's probably at 90 degrees in there at any yeah. one time. Yeah, it's it's so more mid- of a logger, cold logger type day, not a yeah. full-grown man. Yeah, especially that giant burrito. That's a Pilsner day. Let's just take it light. Yeah. Maybe get a Coles or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll Pilsner. save the stouts for, stouts for winter. Yeah. Now, the breakfast you know burrito, you can have it for breakfast and you're good till the next day. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's like, uh, oh. yeah, they're mammoth. 
is so full of carbs. Right. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it's, it's not a health burrito. food place, right? right? Yeah. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not gluten free. <laughs> I don't think it's anything free. <laughs> it's got Diet all the bad free. stuff that's so good. It must be to be putting up with 90 degree heat. Oh, man. Yeah. To have some hot, you know, burrito or something. It's, uh, you know, it's our buddy, and, and he's done fantastic, and we're really proud of him. Um, and it's good food. I mean, so we, we like to go get eat too much. Um, so I think uh, we're getting close to where we need to give these beers a rating uh, and just to give a, a recap to our uh, our audience. I almost said studio audience, like I'm in a, like in a, like a sitcom or something. Um, so what we do is we rate, yeah, we rate the beer uh, from zero to ten. Um, anything above six goes on the craft beer bucket list. Um, you know, usually nine and 10 or something exceptional. And then folks, we, we pair it with a song. It's any song we come up with, with song we think we should listen to or pops in our mind or anything like that. And, uh, so Eric, I think we're going to save the best for last. We're going to let you go last on this. Um, and I'm going to make Ray rate his beer and give us a song first. So, oh, man, Ray, I'm ready for this. Yeah, you're up. Give us give us what you got. So I'm going to give this beer a really high score, Mike. I'm really loving this. Um, absolutely going on the craft beer bucket list. But again, the Tufts, the Tufts Brewery, uh, full-grown Scallywags, getting a 9 out of 10 for me. For all the things I mentioned earlier, this is exactly what I want from an Imperial Stout. Uh, again, it's got the, the coconut and vanilla flavors that shine through, just like it says on the can. Uh, and for my song, I'm going to go with a band called Small Town Titans. And uh, I love their cover song of Mr. Grinch. So it's Christmas season. We're recording right now. Um, it's just a badass cover track. It's very rock and roll. Um, and this beer to me is very rock and roll. Again, with that scallywag on there. And it's just like, rah, you know, put up the horns, have a beer and just go to work. So that's my song pairing for this. All right. All right. Ray Gibbs Teps Bring Full Grown Scallywag at nine and pairs it with Small Town Titans, Mr. Grinch. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Dude, too. you need to well, check um, out the, the, so the we, YouTube video, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is so, it's so killer, dude. I love it. Um, I'm going to go uh, for my Atlantic Brewing Thunderhole L. Um, it's a nut brown ill. I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. I thought it was good, but not great. Um, and because Thunderhole, it just reminded me of Thunderstruck by ACDC. So that's what I got to go with. Um, so I'm going to go with ACDC Thunderstruck and, uh, Eric, nice. what about you, sir? What do you rate this? Well, beer and yeah, song? I was going to rate it a nine, but listening to Ray's description of his beer was pretty eloquent, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go eight five, eight point five. How's sure. that? Sure, yeah, yeah. Hey, that works. Only, only because of Ray's eloquent description of the beer he was drinking. But yeah, it's uh, I, I like this uh, bad idea brewing. I do like it a lot. The song that I would pair with this is "Walking on Sunshine" by Katrina oh. and the Waves because it is a summer beer and sunshine, and that's. The link I got between the two, yeah, it just popped in my head when I drank it. Walking yeah, out. yeah that, that, hey, you know what? We've got so we've got beers from um, Tennessee, Texas, and Maine, and then we have like a good diversity of song choices here as well. So I really like that. I like it a lot. You guys yeah, should put together a you know you should put together a Spotify playlist or something of your yeah that's a really songs good idea, right? Yeah, because really be, Mike and just with Mike and I, our taste in music is so vast. I mean, we right. have some crossover, no doubt, uh, but we have a hell of a of a variety of, of tracks between the two of us. And when our guests come on, it just adds a whole other element. It's like, oh, you know what? I never would have thought of that, but yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And so that might not be a bad idea, Mike. Um, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I don't. Do y'all use Spotify? Yeah, I, I don't even use Spotify. I I I did a Spotify playlist i call hop love and i started it thinking that these are the songs that my hops would like if right. i'm out there working and playing <laughs> oh. which probably had nothing to do with the hops more with what i like that's fine that works too right yeah you, you gotta hop you gotta love. cool hey that's a good idea 
Um, we we got to go to a commercial break real quick. When we come back, uh, we're going to try beers from Harding House out of Nashville, Tennessee, Dewclaw out of Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, Pontoon Brewing out of uh, Sandy Springs, Georgia. Uh, we'll try those right after this. Hey, this is Big Ray, and I am proud to announce another one of our Season 3 sponsors, Dronicle LLC, based right out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dronicle is one of the premier aerial photography and videography companies that you'll find in all of Northeast Oklahoma. From high-resolution stills to 4K quality video, find Dronicle on Facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. If you don't need any drone work done, Give them a follow, like their work, and tell all your friends, dude, Dronicle sponsors my favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. And thank you for hanging out with us through that short commercial break. We are back. We've got three more fantastic beers lined up to tell you all about. So we've got one from Harding House Brewing, again out of Nashville, Tennessee. I have one from Dewclaw Brewing, which is out of Maryland. And Mike is going to be drinking the Honorary Girl Scout Seminut Cookie. So we almost have an impromptu dessert segment here, Mike. Because uh, I've got the pastry archie oatmeal cream pie, but I really, really want to hear about this place of origin beer from Harding House Brewery. Um, I want to know if it's sweet at all or not, and if it's not, that's fine. Um, but I'm ready to to hear about this. Eric, are are you ready to uh, to crack into this and tell us a little bit about it? I am. I am ready. All right. More is this ready. one in a can or a bottle? This is in a bottle, so you won't hear much. Okay. All right. And, but. In fact, you probably didn't hear that at all. I did. I, 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 it came through my headset just now. So okay, all right. Ray, you want to go next? I do. Oh man, this one's in a pint can, so I'm all about this life. You ready? Ready. All right. Let's see this. Uh oh. One, two, three. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what happened? My fingernail Very slipped fun. off. It kind of hurt. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. I didn't want to say ouch on the... I, I did, but I didn't want to say ouch. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> it's like, all good, I, man. You can't really see it, I guess, but like it took a little piece off. Ooh. I mean, it, Yo, it, we've all done it. Yeah. We've all done it, Mike. Yeah. It's completely uh, relatable. The things I do for so beer. No worries, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think I what I so what I really want to do is because I know um, we were talking to Eric a little bit before this is um, so he's drinking a beer from Harding House. It's a place of origin, um, and this is another beer that features his hops from you know his hop yard. So I I want to hear about that first. To be honest, yeah, okay. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about place of origin? I can tell you about place of origin. So from Harding House, Nate at Harding House has made it a mission, I guess, if you will, to brew some beer that has all Tennessee ingredients. So all the ingredients in this beer is from 40 miles within the, uh, from the brewery, including tipsy mule hops, which is the nugget, nugget hops. Uh, in fact, let me read from the label. It says it's a wild ale, right? So that's the wild yeast uh, that was provided by bootleg biology 
in Nashville. And I would say if you're a home brewer, you might want to look up bootleg biology if you're you know into the whole yeast part of it. Uh, so it is uh, <clears throat> East Road Park along Mill Creek is where they found this yeast, right? So from a fruit along along that creek. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And the malt also is from the Tester Farm and Seed Company in uh, Tennessee. So, and the water, of course, is from Tennessee, from the Cumberland River. I don't think directly Cumberland. from the river. I hope not directly from the river. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think filtered yeah. somehow from the river. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So place of origin, good name for it. It's all about Tennessee, and brewed in Tennessee. They had, they had. I was out of town, unfortunately on vacation, but they had like a panel discussion at the brewery last week where they had all of the people who put this together to discuss the, you know, what they had in the beer and all of that. So that was pretty cool as well. And uh, the Tennessee Craft Brewers Guild sponsored that as well. So pretty yeah, neat, pretty The, the Tennessee Craft Brewers Guild is pretty active as far as, yeah. um, you know, within the community and like outreach marketing right social media yep. and all that so yeah, they, yeah they've done a lot for me honestly uh as far as putting me in touch with different breweries and brewers they've done quite a bit so i appreciate Har that harding house you say it's in nashville what part of nashville is it at it is in west nashville an area called the nations in west nashville so it's kind of a new upcoming area in nashville and uh, people can check it out, hardinghousebrew.com. And then I'm sure you've got a couple of different names on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, but if you just type in Harding House, yeah. Facebook or Harding House Instagram, I found it really easy because I was checking it out after you said you're going to have this beer. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. A, a quick question for you, Eric. Now, I, you know, I've been in and out of Nashville a lot in my professional career the last going on 20 years. And I want to say, is that area somewhat close to Music Row? Isn't that also on the west side of Nashville? Music Row is more central Nashville, central south Nashville. Okay. So it's no, it's not that close, really. I mean, okay, it's all part enough. of Nashville, but yeah. Have you been to Music Row? It's kind of an interesting historical area. It is. So I've, I've driven through it. I didn't get the opportunity you know, to get out and really explore, if you will. But it's one of those spots you have to go drive around and at least look at it. I mean, it is a very historical right. spot, um, even for yeah. more than just country music. Uh, so it's cool just to need to see, you know, the studios and whatnot. And it's like, man, some big names have just come up out of this area. It's it's a very, very cool, you know, unique to see. Right. And very different yeah. from the I downtown think what people don't realize, area. Oh, yeah. With the honky tonks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be like that. Right. And I was like, no, that's not this very separate, you know. One's very bright and colorful right. and loud, and the other is kind of unsuspecting. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, Stu like you said, studios. A lot of studios there and stuff. So, and yeah, uh, cool. what what hops were included in this beer that you had? This uh, is nugget. Beer? Yeah, nugget, nugget hops. hops. Yep, the nugget These hops. These are all nuggets. Okay. Right, and very it cool. it uh, resembles Hefeweizen. I mean, you can mm -hmm. smell banana. Oh, yeah. Right. Very nice. So I guess maybe you talked about dessert beer. Well, let's, you know, let's, you can say it borders on that maybe. But right. Outstanding. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rick can so tell you, I'm, I'm a hefty fan. I love them. Are you? Oh, oh yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah, man. Get some of that banana, clove, and some bubble gum. Just kind of like, mm. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I like it too. That. I like it too. Well, um, so. so I've got the Honorary Girl Scout Seminut Cookie here from Pontoon Brewing. Um, and there it's pontoon brewing is in Sandy Springs, which is like North of Atlanta a little bit. Um, I, I had to look that up. I had never heard of my friend. A friend got me this beer, hooked me up. Um, th this one tastes pretty good. Like, it, you know, it's, um, the, the coconut comes on, um, up front and it's got like, um, I don't know, like a plum tangerine kind of with that a little bit, just very faint. Uh, but then the caramel and chocolate just take over. It's, you know, it's like a chocolate milk, uh, like, like whole milk chocolate milk, not like, you know, 1% chocolate milk, but it's got a whole milk uh, and caramel coconut flavors to it. So it's it's got, at the very beginning, it's got a very distinct 
unique flavor but uh as it goes through the drink it it, it flows into like like i said that caramel uh, chocolatey milk stuff and it's it's got a medium body uh it's medium to low carbonation i think works well with the beer um it's got a pretty silky mouthfeel um for the beer uh which i kind of expected um uh so you, you know it tastes pretty good. Uh, I'm, you know, I like this beer. I, I think the, you know, whether it's that um, prune or whatever that, you know, whatever I'm getting out of it, I think that to me is the only thing that I was, une- that was unexpected. Um, you know, whether it's prune or raisin or, you know, one of those um, dried fruits, if you will. Um, but, you know, overall, uh, I think it's a pretty good beer. Um the uh, in the label is kind of a unique thing. We can talk about the can art. The label is pretty funny. It's got a Girl Scout and maybe a Girl Scout dad on there uh, with their cookies that they're selling and all that. But and, and I know they have this is a, a series, so you know they go from different Girl Scout cookie to different Girl Scout cookie with different flavors. So uh, pretty good. Um, you know I'm enjoying it so far. So yeah, Ray, what about so, you? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, so now you can buy Girl Scout beer instead of Girl Scout cookies? That's, you know, that what it is? right? <laughs> Eric makes some excellent points. <laughs> In front of the grocery store, there they are, yeah, selling the yeah. Girl Scout beer. This is an untapped market. <laughs> hey, there's, really hey that, that's a low-level dad joke right there, untapped market. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. Hey, we were talking about, I do have a joke for you. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. What do you call a one-legged, what do you tell a one-legged brewer when you're picking him up? Hop Don't in. Don't forget the hops? Oh, hop, hop in. in. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying over here. Yeah. Oh I had to alter gosh. that joke because it was, it was something else. So, I don't know. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm not saying I'm a comedian. I'll leave that to other folks. So. Hey, All right, Ray, Mike, let's, let's bell me out. What, talk about your beer. <laughs> why, why, why is the analog clock always hungry? I don't know. Because he always goes back four seconds. What? What? He always goes back for seconds. Oh, for seconds. Like, like, goes back for seconds. Oh, my Lord. I know that's oh, so bad. I think, I think I think yours I think, got a worse rating than mine. Yeah, I, I think hey, so too. You asked me to bail you out, so I threw myself under the bus with that, Mike. That's the only way to save you, from that, dude. I, I was hoping you talk about your beer. Oh, I'm glad well, I, I could do have that. Any jokes. Uh, oh my lord! So diving right in, Duke Claw Brewing. Uh, I've got their pastryarchy oatmeal cream pie. Uh, this is going to be, and I'm reading this right off the can, by the way. So this is an oatmeal cream pie, imperial honey wheat ale. So it has a really long title here. And this is not what I expected at all. This is a first time try for me. Um, I was recently in the Virginia area, found these at a total wine and more. I was looking just for some random craft beers I'd never seen. And this is not a paid endorsement. Um, I just like to visit total wine and more because they always have this ridiculous variety of craft beer. And uh, when I travel, I find beers local to where I'm at that I can't find where I live in Oklahoma. And I shove a bunch in my suitcase and fly him home. I get a bunch to Mike and we talk about them here on the podcast. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, But it has a picture of oatmeal cream pies on this and me living in a part of the country where there's several little Debbie factories. Um, when and one of their staples is the oatmeal cream pie, I expected this like ridiculously over the top sweet oatmeal cream pie flavor. And that is not what this beer tastes like. So here, the star of the show is honestly the honey and it's not over the top. It's not super sweet. It's just kind of subtle. And uh, I'm, I'm bringing up a reference from you know, about eight months ago. We had Beer Babe Jess on, and we talked about the delivery of some citrusy notes in a hazy IPAs. And sometimes you just get hit over the head with this over-the-top citrusy stuff. And sometimes you get a gentle tap on the shoulder, and it's like, hi, would you like to try an orange? And it's very gentle. It's uh, very unique and very friendly. 
but the honey is just kind of handed to you in a soft, gentle way, and it's really quite enjoyable. Um, I'm getting some of the oatmeal cream pie in the aftertaste about 30 seconds after I'm done taking a drink. So it's nice to get this light honey flavor and kind of like, oh, by the way, here's some nice remnants of an oatmeal cream pie you just had. It's a really nice combination. Uh, and the Imperial for this, I mean, this is kind of high ABV for a wheat ale. It's 8% and not boozy at all. Uh, mouthfeel is great. So very, again, very subtle, very clean, um, kind of complex overall. Given we've got honey and oatmeal cream pie, again, you would think over the top sweet. That's not that at all. It's very enjoyable and crisp and refreshing. And again, I'm drinking this in a pint can, so this is going to carry on for a little while. This is not something I just, where I could have a couple of these, it's not something I'm just going to down. So I don't want to say it's crushable, um, but this is a slow sipper and a, one that can just carry on for a bit. Like, I really feel like this is a good campfire beer. Um, I'm not saying that I would pair this with s'mores, but this is one to just sit down and chill and enjoy for a minute. Um, before we rate and take a song for these, um, I was going to ask Eric, what? So, when does the growing season for hops? Like, I, I know the the rhizomes and all that. When does the growing season really start? For me here in this latitude it's plants start coming up late march right and then uh my last harvest is early september okay so, so pretty pretty early in the season yeah I'd yeah say. they'll come up late march of course i what i do is i all the new shoots that come up i cut them all down because those are the ones most likely to have some disease and so then they restart and i train them to go up to twine and manage them through the season and harvest usually begins mid-july well late july and into august and early september depending on the variety is it so is the bulk of the work is in the march to april and then the july to august yep yep that's right huh that's right i i you know like i've read a little bit about hops but i find myself realizing i know very little about it you know you know, I, I tell you, I have learned so much over the past few years. At first, I thought, okay, get these six plants, stick them in the ground, give them water, good to go. You know, so they need nutrients, they need water, they need sunlight. And now I'm learning so much more, that not just of what they need as far as nutrients and things like that, but how to manage them, when to train them, right? If you, in fact... I was at the USDA hop farm uh, in outside or in Corvallis, Oregon, right, on a visit there, and they they know their 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 experimental farm has been there since 1933, so they know the date that they're going to harvest, and so they did some experiments on harvest dates, like harvest a week before, harvest a week after, and you get different beers, you know, everything else being the same, you get completely different beers. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, which, which makes it fun, you know, in some regards, <laughs> it makes it fun. And I know. It, so something that, uh, you know, I found pretty interesting is you don't grow these from a seed. You want to talk a little bit about the rhizome? Yeah, you, you grow from a rhizome. You can buy you can buy plants as well, you know, if you want, but that's more expensive. But you buy rhizomes, which for those who don't know, is kind of like a pencil looking thing stick those in the ground and uh yeah and they're good they're good in the ground for at least 10 years before you have to replace them maybe longer i've seen i've seen uh reports of like 20 years that they'll last but i don't know for sure about that and i probably won't know about that 20 years is a long time but right yeah yeah so they're perennials if you will yeah keep coming up i'm sure i've got some more questions Um, I was going to go ahead and have us rate this beer and get our songs chosen. And then we can pester Eric with a couple more. What do you think, Ray? I like that because I did just blew my mind. I completely didn't know any of that. Um, Rhizome is an, is it rhizome with an M or rhizome with an N? Rhizome with an M. Okay. So I learned a new word. 
yeah, yeah. Teaching you, Ray. Yeah, I, We're teaching you. I, I like that. I got some of that good learning today, y'all. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we're going to do like uh, we did last time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. I cut, it, cut you off. No, you're good. So, uh, yeah, I want to go through uh, the beer ratings and our song pairings here. And uh, Mr. Eric, uh, why don't you lead off with that if you're ready? I'm going to give this beer a nine. Uh, it nine. is it is very good. Uh, the other part of my rating is it's all local. And that's an effort. That's a big effort for Harding House to do that to have everything be local. So if I can put that into the rating as well, I give that a nine. Do you want my song pairing? Yeah, yes, sir. as well. So I have a song entitled Home by Philip Phillips, which you may recognize if you heard it. Yeah, and so that's, that's a great song. kind of what this is all about, right? This beer is all about is all everything right. from home. So. I love that. Very cool. Ray, yeah. what about you? So I want to give this, I want to give it a higher rating than what I'm going to give it, but I can't, uh, if I'm to be honest, I want to give this an eight out of 10 where it's a delicious beer. It's, it's very clean. It's refreshing. It's got so many good things about it. Uh, again, on the can, it says oatmeal cream pie. I get that in the aftertaste, the Imperial honey wheat ale. It's got some nice breadiness to it, which I'd expect from a wheat ale. It's got that honey. that's just delivered nicely. But I expected more oatmeal cream pie from this. I wanted more sweetness, and it wasn't there. Uh, still, I think 8 out of 10 is very respectable. It's absolutely going on the craft beer bucket list. But I can't dial this into only one song. Uh, for me, this beer is going to be multidimensional, and uh, I feel like it deserves an explanation. And Mike's like, oh, dear God. Like, I know, right? So my first song for this is going to be uh, Ariana Grande's Seven Rings, um, which is a very, it's a, it's a pop song, right? So it's very, very poppy. It's just like, mm. it's a nice take on the Mary Poppins songs uh, or song from the movie. Um, so I think this beer fits with that. It's got like this hip. Yes. Seven Rings. If you haven't heard that, look it up, Mike. Um, I bet your girls have heard this and, and know it well, just because it's Ariana Grande. And I'm a 40-year-old man. I don't know why I know this song, but I do. And I bump this going down the road and dance like I know what I'm doing. But I don't. I have to look like a fool to everybody that sees me on the interstate. But I don't care. I live my life. I'm happy. Um, but it's just kind of poppy and fun. And it's just like, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. It's that song. And this beer reminds me of that. But also, complete flip side here. I got to bring up the song Shameless by Garth Brooks. <laughs> I know, I know Mike is like WTF Big Ray, but I can remember a time in my life where um, I had a breakup and I binge ate a bunch of little Debbie snacks and just drowned my sorrows <laughs> in food. And uh, this beer reminded me of that in my early 20s. And I'm like, I shamelessly ate like boxes of little Debbie snacks. <laughs> Some like very different dynamics here, but I couldn't I couldn't figure out which one I wanted more because this this beer reminded me of that, and I feel like this is a beer to drink when you're having a great time and you're just having a good time with friends, or it's a beer for when you're having a bad day, you're going through a bad breakup, and you need to binge eat nasty just like sugary snacks, and find some comfort in a good craft beer all at the same time. So. uh yeah, so you got two song pairings for me, two unique scenarios, and this beer fits both of those well. So no disrespect to Dewclaw, you have a multifaceted beer. You should be proud of yourselves. And uh, you know, kudos to you for choosing a Garth Brooks version over the Billy Joel version, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, man. So going back uh, to the '90s with that, bro. Yeah. Uh, so I had the Pontoon Brewing uh, Honorary Girl Scout Seminar Cookie. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Um, you know, I, I thought it was good. Um, it, it was really good. Uh, I just don't think, you know, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward, um, you know, Girl Scout cookie beer, if you will. Um, got the coconut in there and the caramel there and I, and I like it. Um, when I, when I think of Girl Scouts, I think of my, my two daughters and they both have brown eyes. So I immediately thought of uh, brown eyed girl by Van Morrison. Um, when I think about this classic, uh, yeah. So that's going to be the song I pick. 
Um, so, so to recap real quick before we, uh, yeah. I got another question for or two for Eric. Um, so Eric had the Hardinghouse uh, place of origin, uh, which is a, uh, a wild ale. He gave it a nine, and it's got all in all local ingredients, so it's all Tennessee. Uh, he paired it with Philip Phillips Home. Um, I'm going to put that on my list to check out. Um, Ray, you had the Duclaw Pastry, Arky, Oatmeal, Cream, and you couldn't choose a song. Uh, so you, you had Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. You said Grande. Is it Grande or Grande or Grande? Grand? Man, I, I do my best. I think it's Ariana Grande. I may be wrong in the pronunciation. I'll be honest. Okay. Well, either that or you, you also chose Garth Brooks Shameless. So, I mean... Uh, I think you can just say whatever at that yeah. point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had the, with the pontoon brewing, I chose, uh, Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl and gave it an eight out of 10. So I, Hey, the good thing about it is, uh, we all had great beers tonight yeah. and you know, that, that's, Agreed. that's a win. Um, and just kind of remind everybody too, like, uh, we've got with us, Eric, he's the owner of tipsy mule hops there in Columbia, Tennessee. Um, you can check him out at on Instagram, and we'll ask him how you can get in touch with him and whatnot. But if you go to Instagram, it's at, and it's at Tipsy Mule Hops, and he's got some photos up of the different hop yards and some of the work he's done. Um, so, uh, Eric, t- tell us a little bit more about like what what the future holds. You know, uh, I know you talked about you're still got your your website and development and whatnot, but right. Um, what, what is the future for Tipsy Mule Hops? What do you got plans going forward? I think to expand, you know, I, I would like to expand <clears throat> to, you know, a few more acres of hops and expand the varieties. And, and I think most importantly, improve the yield, improve quality, what farmers do, right? You know, each year makes some changes, look at the results from the previous year, you know, adjust things, adjust uh, fertilization, adjust watering, et cetera. And and then also, as I mentioned before, work closer with the brewers. Say, what do you want? What are you, what are you trying to brew? Part of the, well, one of the other things we want to do is to try to come up with a variety, a new variety. But that is extremely difficult to do that because, for, you know, all of our plants are female plants, as all hop plants for production are. And to try to come up with some, different varieties that might be more suitable for our environment in the South, uh, as well as the shorter day lengths in the South. So a lot of that, it goes through our minds from time to time uh, doing that, as well as some of the new technology we want to come up with. You know, we, right now, the way you measure, the way you determine when to harvest is kind of archaic in a way. You, you know, you're determining the moisture content of the hop cones. You know, you want to get around, depending on the variety, in the 70%, 70 to 80%. So there's possible ways to be able to do that in the field rather than kind of do it, pick pick hops and take them to the microwave, et cetera, things like that. So there's a lot that, that we want to do in, in the whole hop thing. And is this your, your full-time gig or do you have it is is not. It a side hustle? It is not. I hope it will be someday in the future, my full-time gig, or at least half-time gig, if nothing right. else, you know, but right now it's not, you know, I got, I got to have a way to pay for this, you know, so. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> right. Oh, we understand, understand that. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I, I a, you know, at, at the end of each year, including this year, you know, a lot of work goes into it. You think, oh, man, that was a ton of work. Uh, but then at the end of the year, you're like jazzed about the next year and what you're going to do to improve the following year. And so that keeps you going. Right. Yeah. Excellent. I, I had a, are you originally from Tennessee? No, I'm from Oregon originally. Okay. I'm from Oregon, yeah. Well, we were living in Minnesota, and then when the kids graduated from high school, they basically told us that we probably won't visit you here again. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't say that, but, you know, it's it's pretty chilly up there. Right. <laughs> right? And uh, so we had traveled around. We had been in this area before, my wife and I, so we decided we'd move here. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So well, I've got uh, a question for you, Eric. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm so I'm a hophead. I'm an IPA guy. That's my preferred Me style. Me too. And, yep. and so I'm seeing three of these that really stick out to me. And I've got a very specific question. And because I'm curious, I don't know about growing hops. I, I, okay. I don't know a whole lot about it. Right. But I see Cascade, Chinook, and Centennial. Right. Those three really stick out to me. Uh, we see those a, a lot in IPAs. Mm-hmm. You know, those variety of hops. And I'm curious, is there a different grow time or a harvest time specifically for those to get those really rich bitter notes that we all love in an IPA versus maybe some of the other hop varieties? Yeah, there is, uh, depending, of course, on the variety. Different varieties have different alpha acids and different hoppiness to them. The other thing is, if you pick the hops earlier rather than later, and we're just talking maybe a week difference or a week and a half difference, you're going to get, on the earlier side, you're going to get more hoppiness. On the later side, uh-huh. you're going to get more uh, aroma. Okay. So if I, pick, if I pick Cascades a little earlier, I'm going to get more of the uh, hoppiness. If I pick them later, I'll get more of the aroma of Cascades. So Gotcha. Yeah. So it depends on yeah. what you're shooting for in your beer because sometimes you want mm-hmm. those really, I, I call it a punch in the tongue. You know, right, really rich bitterness, you know, to come through the flavor. Yeah, but if you want, I'm guessing what the aroma you want. Of course, the hop aroma, maybe some of the pininess. You let it mm-hmm. sit on the the vine a little longer, right, to achieve that. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep, that's what you're hearing. That's oh, right. that's awesome. I yeah. I didn't know that before. So that well, that's really what. Is that, yeah, that's me. a great question. <laughs> and one of the things I've been learning, you know, through these years is uh, all these different things. You know, like when you train hops to go up to go up to twine. It makes a big difference the day you train them, not the day wow. of the week, but you know, the day if I, if I train them at the right time, I'll get them to up to 18 feet. If I'm a little late, they won't get to 18 feet because what they do is they'll, they'll grow up until the day length turns shorter. Right. Right. So that's June 21st, roughly. Right. And so when that, when that June 21st date happens, they're going to put more energy in cone development than in vegetative growth. So if I can get wow. them as high as I can, as, as much vegetative growth as I can, you know, before that June 21st date, the better off I am because now I have more sidearms and more area to develop cones. So, so like, that's yeah, it's crazy. It's kind that's of right around out. summer solstice, right? Yeah, right. Is that right? Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So wow! So now that's going to make me at least as a, as an IPA guy, a hophead, I'm going to appreciate my hoppy beers a little more now, knowing that growers have to know that right. I've got that extra little element of knowledge. It's just yeah. gonna, I'm going to think about that every time I have that that traditional IPA or maybe right. a West Coast that's a little more hoppy, right? You know, and be like, oh, these guys knew exactly when to yeah. pick these hops to get that bitterness right. that I crave. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah, just yeah. totally made my day knowing that. So thank you yeah. for sharing that with sure. us. Sure. And, the, you know, these farms like in Washington State, Yakima Valley and all that, they've been around for years and it just is natural to them. And that's one right. of the, for those of us who are kind of new to this or starting this, you know, it, we learn this ourselves because it's not really out there as information because it's in their family or it's in their business. So it's been their sort of oral history, if you will. Right. For those businesses. Yeah. Right. Well, I know we're getting close to time. So uh, I got another question for you, Eric, that's that's not beer related or hop related or whatever it may be is, uh, could you tell us just a few, you know, we, we, we pair our beers with songs, but tell us a little bit about some of your favorite uh, singers and musicians and uh, what kind of music you're into. It's pretty, it's pretty eclectic, what I like, really. You know, I, I try to, uh, and I rely on my kids somewhat, you know, like I said, they're in their late 20s and early 30s, and I kind of rely on them more to show me what the new stuff is or what things that they like. So I, I can't necessarily tell you any artists in particular, uh, but I'm more familiar or I like kind of the newer tunes i want to i want to i want to hear the new stuff rather than fall back on some of the older things okay yeah and And that's kind of fun yeah it is fun yeah there's some good stuff coming out a lot of good stuff 
I, I, I would not say I am a fan, mm-hmm. but I would not say I'm not a fan of Justin Bieber. I hear him sing, and I'm like, dude, the kid's so talented. Yeah. So talented. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you know, when people say that they, they love, like, you know, these new artists, right? I'm like, right. I get it. I get it. Some of them are crazy good. Yeah. Uh, some of it, it's not my jam, but some of it, I'm like, I certainly understand. Right. So. Ray, do you have anything else before we close this out? Um, I do, and this is on a personal okay. note. Oh um, yeah, sure. I have I haven't drank beer in a couple of days just because I've been busy. Uh, I'm buzzing just a little on these two beers <laughs> I had, Mike, and it feels really good. Oh lord! <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. <laughs> I'm having a good time right now. <laughs> that's good. So uh, I've got the perfect joke as we end this podcast. You, you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. What has yeah? What has eight arms and an IQ of sixty? The Adams eight arms and IQ of sixty. No, nope. <laughs> I don't know. Four guys drinking Bud Light. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! He went there. I love uh, it. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's- that's good. Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a hater on Bud Light, actually. I just, but it is pretty funny. Um, it is funny. <laughs> I'm going to recap real quick. <laughs> so, uh, overall, uh, you know, we, we tried six different beers. Um, Eric Landis, the owner of Tipsy Mule Hops, joined us, which we sincerely appreciate. Um, you can check him out at Tipsy Mule Hops on in- Instagram. Um, you know, Eric had, um, two beers that feature hops from his hop farm. So we had bad, bad idea brewing their wet hop Colombian summer number two. Um, and he also had Harding house brewing place of origin, which is a summer ale. Then I had the Atlantic brewing thunder hole L, which is a, uh, a nut brown L in the pontoon brewing honorary girl scout salmon cookie, uh, which is a, uh, a milk stout, uh, very, a variant of a milk stout. Ray, I almost said, I don't know why. Ray had the Tups Brewing full-grown scallywag um, and then the Dewclaw pastry-archy oatmeal cream stout. And all of these beers, we gave them uh, good ratings from seven to nine. Um, all of them were really good. Six more beers to add to your craft beer bucket list. Six more beers you have to try before you die. Um, Eric, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um we, we sincerely appreciate it. We'll have to have you back. And then uh, I've got to give you a, th- I got to get you a thank you gift in the mail. I've got something very, very specific in mind. Um, right. I'll let you close this out. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. They, again, Eric, thank you again for taking the time to, uh, to come on with this. I thoroughly enjoyed having you here in the conversation, but before I do my closing spiel, Mike, you know, our six beers, uh, we had one hell of a solid lineup. Solid lineup, man. We we got to say that every episode, solid lineup is like, dude, this was killer. Uh, we re- represented a lot of different states here, a lot of different flavors, and that makes me so happy on the inside. What also makes me happy on the inside is when you, the audience, gives us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. When you leave us an awesome review and tell us you're enjoying it, that just makes my day and Mike's day. Every time I see a new one, I call Mike on the phone. I'm like, dude, we got a new review. Listen to this. And I read it to him. I'm always so like little kid excited about that. It makes my day. If you're tuning in from iHeartRadio, thank you so much. We just recently added our podcast to their venue. I love that as well. Be sure to look at the show notes and visit all of the breweries, their websites and their social medias. Be sure to check out Tipsy Mule Hops. You can find him on Instagram at Tipsy Mule Hops. And also on the interwebs, his website at tipsymulehops.wordpress.com. Check it out if you've never looked at a hop farm before. Take a look at his, view the photos, find out some information. You might learn something, and that'll definitely help you appreciate that beer you're drinking literally right now or maybe later. And uh, we just we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, we've grown over the last few years. Our, our listenership, we're, we've been listened to in over 30 countries now, and that blows my mind. Y'all are fantastic. So enough of this. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Do me a solid. Please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local, and we will catch y'all on the next episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. 
Adios. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take care. Crap Beer Bucket List is partially supported by Red Dirt, LLC. Red Dirt is a parks, recreation, and tourism services agency with the goal to provide the tools, information, and leadership to help guide, plan, and market your organization or business. Red Dirt provides media management, photography and videography, research and analysis, and overall management for excursions and experiences for your agency. Visit reddirt.us.